You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, November 24th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Mr. Jonah Booker in just a moment. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, family, food, and football. Love it. And we're really going to be loving it if the Buckeyes take care of business tomorrow. After months of anticipation, it's finally upon us. Tomorrow is the game. Before we bring in Jay Book, I'm going to let you guys know. Once again, about Piata and a buy one, get one free deal you guys can get that runs through just this Sunday. Piata, great stuff. They have a message for you guys. Hey there, but hey there, Ohio State fans. Are you ready to indulge in some mouthwatering Italian street food while cheering on our beloved Buckeyes? Absolutely. And if you're looking for the ultimate game day feast, look no further than Piata Italian street food. It's time to elevate your tailgate experience with Piata's delicious pastas, Piatas, and salads. Options include tender pasta cooked to perfection. Tossed in rich, flavorful sauces. Whether you're a fan of classic marinara or creamy carbonara, Piata's got you covered. Fresh made-to-order salads with crisp greens, vibrant veggies, and your choice of protein make for a winning combination. And let's not forget about the Piatas. These Italian wraps filled with your choice of grilled meats, veggies, and sauces are game changers. They're portable, delicious, and perfect for fueling up during halftime. Now that we've made you hungry, we're offering you, the listener, an exclusive only discount. This week only, you can receive a free Piata pasta or salad with the purchase of a regular entree. Use code BEATBLUE at checkout online or in the Piata One app to receive a buy one, get one, any Piata pasta or salad. This offer is valid through this Sunday, November 26th. Receive any Piata pasta or salad with the purchase of any regular size entree when using the code BEATBLUE. B-E-A-T-B-L-U-E, Beat Blue at checkout online or within the Piata One app. Offer cannot be combined with other discounts or rewards. Go Buckeyes. Go Piata. All right. Go J-Book. Let's bring, let's bring in my guy here. Woo. Man, are hey. you like me? Did you eat enough for like five people yesterday? I did, man. I'm stuffed. It was a wonderful Thanksgiving, but, you know, always in the back of your mind is, this game is coming up right around the corner. So, yes, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, ate a ton of food, still got leftovers that I'll demolish today, a um, bunch of desserts. But, man, here we are, Dave. Here we are. Big game tomorrow. Oh, they say pressure is a privilege, right? If you're not, if there's no pressure, then you're not playing for anything. But, man, it's, a, it's one of those things, man, I'll make, you know, until I can rewatch the game, and knowing Ohio State won, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be too relaxed watching this game tomorrow. Breaking news there. It's going to be. But, man, I, I just – I love that it's almost here, that it's almost upon us. Let's get your confidence level. Let's go 1 through 10, 10 being the most confident. Where, where's your uh, confidence level for the Buckeyes? I'm at a 7 right now, Dave. 7, 7.5, maybe 8. I just think that this Ohio State team is peaking at the right time. I've watched enough Ohio State football, Dave, um, to, to know when – and team is starting to hit their stride and what that means for Ohio State. 
typically we saw it in um, the Jim Trestle era. They usually always start to get better and better, start to build this piece by piece, you know, sort of like a puzzle. Once late November hit, they start to hit their stride. You saw it under Urban Meyer. This, this right here reminds me of your traditional Ohio State teams where, you know, they trying to figure out who they are offensively, trying to figure out to make sure that some of the tweaks that they made on the defensive side of the football uh, was going to work. As they started to prefer, to progress, you really started to see this team as like, okay, we're probably not an offense that's going to for, score 40-plus points a game. However, we're going to play great defense, sound defense. We're going to be technically um, sound on that side of the football. And then on the offense, you're starting to see the, the line really start to play some of their best football with the rushing attack emerging, Trey Henderson, and I said it last week, Trey Henderson reminds me of that Zeke type of hot streak that he's on. Now, I'm not comparing him to Zeke Elliott. You have to look at the, the big picture. A running back for Ohio State that at the right time towards the end of the season really has that hot hand. And if he can continue to uh, carry that momentum, Dave, then you're going to be looking at a guy that has – uh, the potential to run wild against Michigan. Because here's the thing. People always talk about the Michigan's defense, Dave. What was Chip Trainum doing last year to that, that stout Michigan defense? Chip, Chip was getting loose on Michigan last year. Ryan Day made the mistake of going away from him when he was when he was having a hot hand. I think he learned from that. And allegedly, Chip was running the ball pretty well when Michigan knew that they were going to run the ball. Allegedly. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Is it really? Do we even need to say allegedly at this point? I mean, they were like, yeah, they they were like everybody, Connor oh. Stallions whispers sweet nothings in Jesse Minter's ear. Then Jesse Minter says something, and then everybody's pointing up. They're passing. They're passing. And people yeah. will point out, well, yeah, but Ohio State still completed the pass. That's C.J. Yeah. Stroud, my friend. C.J. Stroud can do stuff like that. That doesn't mean that they weren't cheating. Right. Oh, I'm watching that game last year, man. I was thinking – I give them I give them two years ago in Ann Arbor. That just felt like their time, whatever. They were the more physical team. Ryan Day even admits that. He won't even really get into last year's game because last year just I remember saying the time it felt fluky. I didn't understand I didn't think they were cheating. I, I couldn't explain it. But then all of a sudden there was a day in October that happened this year where all everything started to make sense. Okay, anyway. Um I'm with you. I, I was gonna say seven on my confidence level. I, I'd like I'm almost tempted to go higher than that, but the games in Ann Arbor, just the history, the rivalry, anything can happen. The intensity is going to be off the roof. Who's going to, you know, through the roof? Who's going to handle that better? Uh, I really wish this game was at Ohio Stadium, but it's not. But I'm still at a seven, seven out of ten. I mean, I got about got about seventy percent chance Ohio State's going to win this game. Um, I love I love the Ohio the Ohio State defense against Michigan offense. JJ's a little mm -hmm. banged up, even when healthy, he doesn't throw the ball that well down the field. He's good at checking it down. He's good at throwing on the run. Um, he looks banged up. Their offensive line is shaky and banged up. And the defense, just like the offense, you were, the defense has been good all year. They might be peaking at the right time as well. Yeah. So you, you look at the Michigan, you mentioned some of the key points that um, I've had in my notes. That all, Those offensive tackles for Michigan, they're not playing well at all. Um, they've been rotating guys in and out. Um, there's question marks going into this game. Who's going to be available? One of their Top offensive linemen uh, got rolled up on. 
against Maryland. He's probably going to be out. They get Henderson back on their offensive line who has struggled uh, in pass protection. It, it was so bad. I went back, Dave, and look at the PFF grades, and people say, oh, against Penn State, Michigan, could they, they were able to do what they wanted to do. Well, if you look at the PFF grades, especially the pass protection, they had a guard that graded out as an 18% in pass protection. There are two tackles, one graded out as a 40%, one graded out as a 60% in pass protection. They could not block Penn State's pass rush. Michigan people can say whatever they want to. The reason they, they pulled a plug on the passing attack is because Chop Robinson and that Penn State front seven was giving them uh, lots of trouble. So they decided we can win this football game just running the ball. Now, you can't do that against Ohio State. And I think that it's going to require J.J. to make some big-time throws. Uh, as you mentioned, their beat reporters have been saying that he's pretty much banged up. There's a lot of mistakes that he's making out there, and they're contributing it to uh, his ankle. But I, I just think that the level of competition has stepped up. Maryland was able to do some things to give him some fits, especially in the rushing attack. You look at Blake Form, 28 rushes for under 100 yards against Maryland. Um, I think you're going to see a level up when it comes to Ohio State's defense. The thing for Ohio State defense is you just have to make – and what makes it hard against Michigan, you just have to make sure that your gaps sound every single time because the thing that makes Michigan running backs really good is you can have them bottled up right there and they can bounce it to the backside and find a crease and pick up five, six yards that may move the chain. Otherwise, it, it should have been a negative uh, negative one, no gain type of uh, rushing attack. So I think it's just the defense needs to make sure that they're gaps. And if they can't, I think they're going to be able to slow down this Michigan offense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I just think the game plan last year was solid. Um, they, it just got away from them. And again, there were other factors at play now that we know. Um, but early on, Ohio State was shutting down Michigan last year. I think that's got to be the same game plan overall. You've got to mix things up, as you know, Jay Book. But um, look to make them one-dimensional. You know, try slow down the run as much as possible and then try and make J.J. beat you with the pass because I don't think he can two years in a row. Last <laughs> year, he was able to hit some big plays on broken coverages and, again, other factors at play. Um, you know, the injury news for Ohio State is encouraging from my vantage point. I was a little worried they are going to be like – it started to seem like it was mounting in recent weeks. Now, all of a sudden, it's turned. You know, other than Lathan Ransom, we know he's out mm -hmm. for this game. But, like, Emeka is looking like Emeka. It's not like he's just out there, but he's at 60%. Um, sounds like they're going to get Mike Hall back. Um, there's a lot. Of, I, mean, I don't know about Devin Brown, but um, so I'm sure he'll be available if needed. The point is that it feels like Ohio State's getting healthy. Tommy's going to be back. Proc's going to be back. Um, yeah. Feels like they're healthy at the right time. They are, and that's great to see. I, I, I definitely believe having Proctor um, back there is going to be key because he has played outstanding this year. He's going to be someone that's really going to be able to help and run support. To me, Dave, I think the X factor is going to be Sonny Styles because Michigan didn't see uh, a Sonny Styles type of player last year against Ohio State. What I mean is that is a combo player big enough with his size to be able to play down the box, to give Ohio State essentially a three linebacker type of look. But he's also athletic enough when they want to, um, you know, play action, which they like to do, utilizing those tight ends. They have two tight ends that they like, Loveland and, and Burner, I believe. 
They love to use those, use those tight ends. That's right up Sonny's aisle. He can definitely um, cover those guys. So I think just his ability to play both down in the box and in the pass, per, uh, pass coverage against their tight ends is going to be huge. Let me ask you this, Dave. It's been said by other beat reporters and stuff that just you guys over there at the facility, the vibe from Ryan Day is really relaxed. He, he's not on edge kind of compared to what he was last year and in 2021. Like the vibe is just different from day, like a more confident. Uh, he's not, you know, so wound up to where his team kind of fed off that to where he was just like ah! <laughs> last year and stuff. Can you kind of, you know, let the listeners know, like if you're sensing the same type of calmness from Ryan Day. Yeah, I, I use the phrase very businesslike, but the quiet confidence as well. You know, if you can imagine, he was he was businesslike. You know, he, obviously he's not a, like a bombastic guy. Not very often, right. unless he's going after Lou Holtz or, or maybe you know, every once in a while he'll uh, let his hair down. But uh, but he was very businesslike. Um, but yes, there was an era of quiet confidence throughout the press conference. I remember sitting there being impressed at how you know relaxed he was because imagine being in that position, knowing you know how the pressure on Ryan Day is just immense here, but. It's almost like Jay Book, he knows something that we don't, you know, that, that he knows yeah. that you got that feeling. You walked away from it thinking he knows something that we don't hear. Like there's there's no other way you would have that. He just had you don't know how it's going to turn out. All of a sudden you get the ball doesn't bounce your way. Anything can happen if it's one football game. We know that. But I feel like Ohio State, they're not going to be overconfident. But and again, being the underdog, I think, helps them a lot because it's so rare that they are. They always play well as an underdog. Um there is a confidence. Now, Denzel Burke was the one that really let us know like what they, they're thinking, and I love that because all the other guys were pretty businesslike. Emeka was super businesslike. We got a total of five players, Marv, McCord. We got Emeka. We got Simon, and then they brought Denzel out last, and Denzel just let it fly, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. um, I absolutely loved it. I love I love what Denzel was saying. I was like, let's go, baby. Hey, that had me hyped up listening like to Denzel. You could definitely tell. Um, and Denzel's typically the outspoken one uh whenever he comes out. And I think he also held back a lot of stuff to where he was basically saying that hey, you know, I don't want to, you know, get out of pocket the way I feel, you know, to the media, to you guys and stuff. And I just think that when you look at this team, Dave. They've just been building and building and building. And you, Emeka look like he's back healthy. Cade Stover, he's the chain mover. You got the best player on the field in Marvin. Your offensive line is playing some of their best football uh, that they've played all season. Your defense is, is number one, number two in, in the nation, and they continue to perform at a high level. It all comes down to what Kyle McCord does. If Kyle McCord doesn't panic, he goes up there with that that quiet confidence that his head coach is also uh, displaying. He moves the chain, takes care of the football, and lead the offense to six points once they get in the red zone. They're riding back to Columbus celebrating, man, getting ready to play Iowa with a potential chance to go play in the Rose Bowl um, in a playoff game. So I just think that I, I like the mindset where this team is at, Dave, and maybe that gives me – calmness and confident as a as a fan just observing how those guys are going about their business but i just think that that the difference on how they're carrying themselves this game is 
noticeably different compared to last year in 2021. Yeah. And, you know, just to be clear, and I, I you and I both have, have articulated this in a certain way, but uh, they're not being cocky. For those that are out there worried, if you're a Buckeye fan, like, oh, I don't want our guys going in overconfident. I'm not getting that they're overconfident. I'm getting that they're pissed off. And as Urban used to always say, he wants an angry football team. This is an angry football team. Right. And you can just imagine what they're saying behind closed doors. Denzel Burke really gave us, again, a window into, into what they're saying behind closed doors. I could probably make a script, and it'd be yeah. pretty close to what they're saying behind closed doors. Um, when, I'm getting chills, man, because I, I'm getting <laughs> hyped. When, when, when Denzel Burke said, you know, when he kind of dropped that line, like, for our coach, uh, you know, that, that right there, that's player talk inside the locker room to where the leadership – inside that locker room they want to do this for their coach ryan dave's not going to go to them and say hey guys win this one for me this is the players rallying inside there and saying this game is big they don't they don't think that we can win this game we're going to and what do they say we love going onto the road we love going into the lions den we love being the villain and i heard the word villain used several times throughout the players so that right there, that's coming from inside the locker room. So when you start to hear those guys saying, we want to do this for the coach, when you got players that are ready to run through a brick wall for you, especially for this type of game, your head's in the right place. That's a great point. And you being a former college player yourself, being in locker rooms, I mean, you know that. If you all of a sudden start, you know, I guess it really regardless of sport, but football is the ultimate team sport, as we all know. If all of a sudden you guys are galvanized as players and then you're playing for the coach as well, look out. And you're an underdog and you feel like you got cheated the last two years. I mean, Ohio State, man, I'm getting more confident the more I talk about it, knowing anything can happen. And I'm going to be nervous till I know Ohio State wins. But, man, I do feel like the Buckeyes are going to get this done. I really do. Um, one more thing before we uh, – I'm going to do one more read, then we're going to get to some questions. Before we do that, this Ohio State secondary is elite. I don't hesitate. This is even without Lathan. This is the five man, five guys that are going to start tomorrow, um, the three corners, but all those guys are good in run support. Denzel Burke, Igbenosin, and Jordan Hancock. Igbenosin and Hancock are having great years. Hancock's really coming on, as we all know. Burke's been great all year, and they're healthy. Um, and then Sonny and Proctor, those five – I mean, we've seen some really good secondaries at Ohio State. I'm not saying it's the best, but, like, I'm putting it in the elite category. I love this secondary. Yep, they're, they're special. And the thing that you really have to like about this secondary is the communication on the back end. Um, it's been huge. It, those guys, they're playing with a swagger. They're playing with a confidence. Hancock is probably the one that kind of gives them that jet fuel, Dave, because – He's a guy that can play on the inside, he can play the outside, he can play the safety, and he's played at an extremely high level. Um, and, and you look at him, Dave, he, he's not Jordan Fuller, where Jordan Fuller was kind of the eraser um, with that Jeff Halfley defense, but Hancock has some of those elements to where he allows them to do so many different things, especially when guys are banged up. Um, and utilizing his athletic ability to be able to guard the nickel, um, guard in the nickel position, it allows him to erase a lot of mistakes on the back end with his athletic ability. But, yeah, I, I just think that those upperclassmen and Proctor on the back end is going to pay dividends. Um, and you look at what the, the secondary compared to last year, Dave, 
night and day than you know what you had out there with Ronnie Hickman and Cam Martinez and um and the yep. other corner and the other corner that got burnt for the touchdown. Cam you, Brown. You look, Cam Brown, you look at you look at the way that secondary played last year um against Michigan to where this secondary has played all year. It's a totally different uh secondary as far as fundamentals, their techniques, how they're playing, their discipline, they're playing the football. The 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 one thing that makes me your happy day watching the secondary is they get their hands on the football a lot. Uh, and so there's going to be opportunities for them to potentially get some some uh, hands on the football. J.J., he'll throw it up there to him now. Uh, the one thing about J.J., he's not shy about throwing it up there and make, trying to make some big plays. You look at the TCU game uh, last year. You look at uh, Bowling Green this past year. He threw one up against Maryland. You watch that Maryland game, Maryland probably dropped two other interceptions that they had their hands on. And that was probably the difference from Michigan and Maryland um, pulling the upset last week. If Maryland secondary, be an athlete, man, you got your hands on the football, you got to come down with those type of balls. When the mar- when the margins are so slim and they're so thin, you got an opportunity to flip the field off a turnover. You got to catch those football. He could have easily had three interceptions against Maryland last week. Yeah, the offense was less than impressive for Michigan, to say the least. I mean, they don't win that game if Tonga Vailoa doesn't hand him nine points. <laughs> Actually, he didn't hand him nine points. He handed him seven well, points. The, the block punt obviously wasn't his fault, although they were way backed up because of stuff that he did. But still, yeah, man, um, stick with us. Jay Book and I are going to give our predictions in a moment. We're going to field some of your questions. Uh, I want to let you know about a great deal you guys can get from our friends over at Manscaped, and they have a message for you guys. Mary Ballsmas from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? It turns out the perfect gift does exist. And who else to bring it down your chimney than the leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped's brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, featuring the new Lawnmower 5.0. Watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Look nice when you're... Going naughty by going to manscaped.com and using the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Unwrapped unwrapped a gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BUCKNUTS. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. All right. Let's give our prediction on the game. Uh, is this thing live? Are we really on the air right now? Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. You go first. I got mine. You go first. Let's I got it. Yep. I have it. Ohio State 27, Michigan 21. We're very close. We're very, as usual. I have it a little more low scoring, but very similar. I have it 24, Buckeyes, 17, Wolverines. 24, Ooh. 17, good guys. So we're pretty hey, close. If, if Ohio State's defense holds this Michigan team to 17, man, that's going to be beautiful. That's it. If they can hold them to 17, um, it's going to be fascinating, Dave, because if if JT and Jack Sawyer are giving those tackles problems like Penn State was and Michigan tries to abandon the pass, at that point, man, load that box up. 
load that box up with, with eight in the box and force them to get out of their comfort zone. And that's the one thing, Dave. And I've been going back and forth with my head. It's like, hmm, should Ohio State take the ball first if they got the opportunity or should they defer? I want to see Ohio State jump out on them and force them out of their comfort zone. Because if JJ's really banged up, tackles are struggling, they're banged up, and you're going to try to just run the ball, you know, 12 play drive, 13 play drive, sit on the football, play sound defense. What happens if Ohio State gets, gets them out of their comfort zone? I'm curious to know how, how that will play out. <laughs> well, let's get to some questions and comments here. One for Jay Book from our guy Spider Sillery. Jay Book, how many picks will the DBs get in the game tomorrow? I'll give you one. I'll, I'll, I'll go for one. Um, I'm not sure how much Michigan's going to throw the football. That, that's to be honest, because if JJ's really banged up, like their beat is for, is reporting that that ankle is not all the way healthy. They've known to pull the plug on the passing attack, so I don't know how much you're going to pass, but I think they will have to eventually to win that football game. So get, they'll get their hands on one. I'm glad that I've noticed myself that J.J. was banged. Not that I want him to be banged. I'm just saying, like, for the sake of accuracy, I noticed that he was banged up because I watched that whole Maryland game. You could see him grimacing. He's tough. He was trying to show he wasn't. He was trying to play it off where he wasn't hurt, which that he's a tough kid. There's no doubt about it. He was a really good hockey player. Um but like I'm so I know that I know for a fact that he's banged up because if you just told me the Michigan beat writers were reporting it, norm, normally my reaction would be like I'll I'll just believe the opposite. They've been, <laughs> wrong, they've been wrong about everything lately. Right. They told me right now, if they told me like they, if there was a post on a certain board right now that said Thanksgiving was yesterday, I would have been like, it, it must have not been Thanksgiving yesterday. Um, that's how bad they've been. They've been wrong about everything. It's state media. It's state media up there. Yeah, it's state media. Those those guys with the Michigan beat. I don't know if they're getting talking points uh, straight out of that their football facilities, but my goodness. And and you know what? Every time they started, I was thinking to myself, like, who's going to get suspended this week? Because every time they start drumming up conspiracy theories about Ohio State, it, it seems like okay, what's the next shoe to drop so that they can deflect from what's really going on up there? It's crazy. It's crazy. One of those message boards is going to be fun, hopefully, at about 3.30 on Saturday. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm surprised that their beat writers are actually – I haven't really seen that because I've just been tuning all that out, all that state media nonsense. It just I just have been tuning it out. Um, so they're actually reporting that J.J.'s hurt. I'm surprised that they put that out there. They, they've been reporting. I've been listening to several of their podcasts throughout the week. Um, and I think it's either the Wolverine Digest, one, one of them. Um, and there's two guys on a Michigan podcast. And they have been – they've been pretty fair. And they've been hammering – also hammering Michigan about this. And they've been basically saying, like, a lot of this stuff is actually ridiculous, the fact that it's even going this far. But they have one guy, his sole job – is to be on the field and to observe, uh, take pictures, you know, kind of report what he's seen on the field. And his partner is up in the press box. The one that's on the field says, I'm pretty, I'm 100% sure that JJ is banged up and is not to the point to, and the injury hasn't been reported per se, how bad he's actually um, banged up. And they said, you can really notice it against the Penn State game. And then even Sam Webb, 
which we don't always have to believe Sam Webb because we know what that is about. Even on their podcast with the local news station up there, they had about four or five guys on there, and they were talking about kind of the difference of the game. They also – all of their uh, beat reporters think it's going to be a very tight game, and it comes down to how healthy J.J. is. So it's starting to be a talking point amongst their media to saying, yeah, he is kind of banged up, and that may be a difference in the game. So we'll see. Um, they could be they could be a, a state media game feeding the line of BS. But as you mentioned, if you actually watch the game, you will see this kid. He was limping pretty bad against the Penn State game. Um, and in the Maryland game, you can see that he wasn't 100%. But Jim, I think Jim Knowles was asked about it today. And Jim Knowles says something along the lines that we expect him to run. Uh, so they're going to prepare like it's a healthy J.J., which that's what you want to hear. Yeah, you have to prepare like he's going to run. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, Buckeyes got a commitment from three-star Gabe Van Sickle, an uh, offensive lineman from the state of Michigan who was committed to Northwestern. So a lot of people are like, oh, now we're flipping three-stars from Northwestern. That's what This isn't exactly Urban Meyer's spatula. And we have the Jones family on YouTube. Jay Book, Fry is recruiting like he is still at UCLA. Why can't he get top recruits? I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> just I mean, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, just I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if they if they see something in this kid and they think that he can play here, uh, you're just going to have to rely that um, Justin Fry is going to be able to get them coached up and developed. Um, so you, you you look at the Simmons kid. Simmons he started off rough this year, Dave, and I think that he's done a remarkable job as we go down the stretch. I, I just think that Justin Fry, he's not the big-time elite recruiter, uh, so he's going to get guys that he thinks that he can coach up, and you just have to hope that he can develop them. All right, last thing. Fun show here. All right, there's one more thing I wanted to get to. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really talked about Carnell Tate, myself included, all week. Um, yeah, I mean, I keep saying, like, it's great having a Mecca back because obviously Michigan's going to try and do everything they can to – contain Marvin you spend too much time doing that a Mecca is going to burn you Kate Stover is going to burn you and maybe a true freshman is going to burn you I love the I love the depth and the talent they have there we saw it with Chris Olave his freshman year he had his breakout game against Michigan maybe Tate will have his breakout game against Michigan if so he'll go he'll go down uh with a, as a legendary name you know this is the game Dave if you go and you ball out against Michigan and you make plays your name goes down in history in Ohio State folklore. So if he if he has a breakout game, then hey, by any means necessary, I don't care who breaks out and who does what, as long as they win the football game. That's right. That's right. Great stuff out of my man Jonah Booker. Always coming strong. We had about three hundred comments as we always do, saying Jay Book always brings the facts. True. Um, great stuff out of Jay Book. Thank you, my friend. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys making the Bucknuts Morning Five a part of your routine. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Go Bucks.
It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. 